And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello and welcome to it. Chewing the Fat. Day 76. 76 in the uh, CQB. Coming down to an end. Wrapping it up. Uh, I'm going to make it, I think, if you count Saturday and Sunday, we make it to 80 days. It almost feels like I need to make it to 90, so it's a you know, solid three months. But, whew. Thank you, Jesus. I believe the lockdown is officially coming to an end for chewing the fat. And I want to congratulate two good Samaritans, that's what they're being called, in South Carolina, who recovered, and it's reported that they recovered, $1,300 blowing down a South Carolina highway. Now, these two gentlemen found the money blowing along Highway 17 in Georgetown County. And they were congratulated by the police department. They are, they've made the person who lost the money uh, happy because they got money back. But there is no report on exactly how the victim dropped the money or exactly how much money there was. So these two gentlemen have done exactly what we talked about on Chewing the Fat. Money flying around, you take as much as you get, you give some back, and you keep some for yourself. So congratulations to these two gentlemen for following the found money rules. Can we kind of get past the let's shut things down, let's censor everything, let's block everything, let's just get rid of everything? I mean, now we have the Michael Moore, Jeff Gibbs documentary, Planet of the Humans, which I will admit I have not watched yet. Uh, that's been removed from YouTube. Now, it had uh, over 8 million views uh, in the past month, and according to... Uh, the reports there's a copyright claim that was lodged against the documentary and it's you know four or five seconds of footage that uh, is being complained about now look i want to say welcome to the party michael you know what you got it i know i know that this is all about censorship and how dare how dare YouTube take down this movie because of censorship. This is all because of Wall Street and the green capitalists. Oh, okay. All right. I, I know. I know how you feel. Welcome to the party. Do I think we should take it down? No. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If there's a copyright infringement, sure, I guess. But I know that, you know, then we have people wanting to take Trump's Twitter away the husband of the deceased Scarborough staffer asked Twitter to delete baseless Trump claims. Why? Don't look at it. Uh, you know, if it's baseless, don't look at it and you don't have to worry about it. Why are we taking it down or blocking his Twitter? We have Kathy Griffin at it again, uh, talking about stabbing Trump with, Trump with a syringe containing nothing but air <laughs> would do the trick. She's in trouble for that. I mean... We're, we're on fire. We've got YouTube deleting uh, comments that use uh, a Chinese saying. Uh, I know Palmer Lucky, who, you know, 
the Oculus founder, and we heard and read about his story with uh, with Facebook and the uh, in the book History of the Future by our friend here on the show, Blake J. Harris. YouTube has deleted every comment I ever made about Womo. Uh, Womo? Yeah, Womo, yeah. W-U-M-A-O. Uh, an internet propaganda division of the Chinese Communist Party who at Google decided to censor American comments on American videos hosted by America by an American platform that is already banned in China. Okay, so they claim that uh, their algorithm deletes it. It's a mistake. We're working on it. It's always a mistake. I'm sure that the copyright infringement to Michael Moore's thing will be a, oh, geez, look at that. It's a mistake or they're not going to put it back up. It happens here at the blaze all the time. And YouTube decides you either, you know, when you argue with them, it happened to my wife on Instagram, a post of her, uh, mixing machine was blocked. And then, you know, you complain and they come back to you within their, you know, within their company policy mandated amount of time and say, Oh yeah, you were right. Uh, our algorithm is wrong. Here you go. Your post is back up again. It's just incredible. So can we just stop blocking and stop censorshipping and stop shutting things down? More speech is not bad. More things are not bad. Some is going to be wrong. Oh, well, do your own homework. It's just, please, let's just stop the burning book mentality. And by the way, uh, we do know that the present president does not have legal authority to shut down social media companies. We know. It's just that it... That kind of sounds good when he says it. And then you think about it and you go, Ooh, well, that really doesn't sound good at all. So please, let's not do it again. Stop. Stop with the censorship mentality. Just, just stop. Just stop. Of this recording uh, of Chewing the Fat, if you're listening live on the 27th of May, uh, 2020, uh, the NASA launch is still a go. Uh, the SpaceX NASA trip to the International Space Station today is still a go. Uh, yesterday, they talked about forecasters uh, saying the odds of acceptable launch weather was at 40%. Uh, we'll see. I know that Tropical Storm Bertha has formed near the coast of South Carolina this morning. So you're going to have heavy rainfall and wind threat along with tropical storm forest winds along the entire South Carolina coast. So that may have uh, an effect on the launch because they talked about how the weather needed to be good uh, up and down our coast all the way over to Ireland uh, because of the dragon release method, or they don't call it a release method, they call it the emergency escape system, can kick in all the way to orbit. And that happens, when that happens, they need relatively calm wind and seas to be able to splash down. So keep your fingers crossed and uh, keep watching. It's supposed to happen at uh, 3.30 Central, 4.30 Eastern uh, at Cape Canaveral, Kennedy Space Center along the east coast of Florida. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We shall see. Now, I haven't seen 
I'm sure he's there. I'm sure Elon is there, even though they asked him not to show. President Trump said he was going to show. So it's going to be a big party at Cape Canaveral. Let's hope this thing takes off. So it's almost hurricane season here officially uh, next week, although we have our second named storm already this season. Um, we have Cyclone Amphan that uh, hit India and Bangladesh. They're looking at an estimated loss of $13 billion. And I know those of you that are... <laughs> Those of you that are evil people are thinking, ah, ah, it's India. Ah, it's Bangladesh. It's not here in the U.S. I mean, in southern West Bengal, 700 villages were flooded. 80,000 people lost their homes. They're talking about millions, if not billions, of, of damage suffering losses into the into the millions and billions it uh the cyclone amphan packed winds of a 83 miles an hour and pounded the city of 14 million for hours so could it have been worse yeah but uh, getting pounded for hours you could quote me on this too uh by the way uh getting pounded for hours Sometimes is not the best thing to have happen to you. And here's another story that you think, well, it's not here in the U.S., so why do I care? But 8 billion records stolen from the largest, and you think to yourself, records? Why are people stealing records? People don't even listen to records anymore. No, no, no. Information records stolen from the largest cell network in Thailand that leaves millions of internet households vulnerable. Eight billion Thai internet records have been leaked from their largest cell network, AIS, as security researchers discovered the leak, which they claim is now safe. But how much damage did it do? They don't know. So all this data and information, wow. I mean, that is incredible news that they were hacked and gave it in. They said uh, they get the information uh, visiting a website and the browser of your choice converts the web address to a new unique IP address. So it tells the browser exactly where the web page is located on the internet. So, and, and you know, and you get how it works. So, all of this information that people were logging on and searching for on their cell coverage, all gone. Because uh, it doesn't need password access. Okay. All right, then. It's only 8 billion records. And nobody listens to records anymore anyway, right? So don't even worry about it. And it's not even here in the United States. It's just, uh, you know, around the world. So it's Thailand, it's India, it's Bangladesh, right? Right. Do we care? Do we really, we really, do we really care? <laughs> I mean, wow. It's, that is really scary. We also have more uprising in Hong Kong. Rising by, you know, rioting in the streets. The U.S. has now certified that Hong Kong is no longer politically autonomous. 
and uh, politically autonomous from China, a move that, uh, according to uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, far-reaching consequences on the former British colony's special trading status with the U.S. So, okay, have fun, and then we're going to, that's just another pickle fight, uh, toothpick fight, sword fight with China. So, uh, wonderful. We'll just have some more rides in Hong Kong, let alone our battle with China uh, involved in that. So that's something to look forward to. And speaking of riots, they are, uh, you know, on fire in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis to be exact, over the death of George Floyd. I don't know if you've seen the video. There's, you know, if you, if, if to understand it, watch the whole video of the police officer uh, putting George on the ground and then having his hands behind his back, having his knee in his throat and watching him there for seven, eight minutes, uh, not claiming he couldn't breathe. The police officer have his, has his hands in his pocket. I, I you know, I get it. We, we talk about you know, no one supporting the police more than this program, and that's true. But that is and was outrageous. And what's even more outrageous, now all four police officers involved uh, around the incident have been fired. Good. And uh, they should be charged with murder and accessories because at no point did I see the other officers, especially one that was in the video almost the entire time as well, say to his partner or fellow police officer, dude, let him up, man. Let's get him up. Let's get him up so we can talk to him. They just let this guy keep putting pressure on his neck and killed him. It is just horrific uh, watching that. So again, no one supports the police more than chewing the fat, but we can't support that. We just cannot support that. That's a, that's outrageous. And that doesn't mean that I'm for rioting in the streets in Minneapolis either. I mean, someone breaks the law, that doesn't make it okay for you to break the law because you're mad at that person for breaking the law. I think you can quote me on that too. You know, like I said, Monday is June 1st, and that is uh, the first day officially of hurricane season and normally we you know talk about hurricane season on june 1st but we have our second named storm already uh and it isn't even officially hurricane season we've had arthur we have bertha that just uh birthed <laughs> get it bertha just Bert. Anyway, uh, so we have Crystal, Dolly, Edward, Faye, Gonzalo, Hannah, Isaiah, Josephine, Kyle, Laura, Marco, Nana, Omar, Paulette, Renee, Sally, Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred. Those are your hurricane names, tropical storm, named storms 
in 2020. Now, we haven't talked about much about the hurricane season because I was waiting for, you know, hurricane season to officially start. But uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'll give you my prediction uh, of how I predict uh, storms. I believe that it will be, uh, you know, eight and eight. We'll have, uh, you know, eight major storms and eight just you know, regular storms. I know that uh, the Hurricane Center, uh, they, they've predicted uh, 19 named storms and uh, six major storms could slam the East Coast. And they revise those, you know, as the season goes. So it may go up now that we've already had two before the season starts. And it's just, uh, you know, it's tough. Just You have to just be prepared. Right? I mean, that's just, this is all there is to it. You just have to be prepared. Now, I love that uh, there's so many, I mean, there's a lot of hurricane names that are now, you know, they're not supposed to use anymore. Um, you know, every letter, I think, uh, let's see, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, Q, R, S, T, U, no, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. So U, X, Y, and Z are not on the, there's no, there's no hurricane names under those letters that have been banned. You have a Wilma, uh, a Tomas has been banned. Wait, didn't I say that there was a Tomas? When was it coming down here? Teddy this year. That's right. Uh, there, uh, of course, you know, you have Katrina. I is the biggest number. There is 11. Fear the 11. There's 11 I named storms that can no longer be used. Um, uh, uh, and you have, of course, with, uh, you know, K, Katrina being the uh, last one. C has nine. So, uh, Carol, Connie, Carter. I mean, that's pretty, pretty strong. I mean, I was looking at some of the damages from the 2010 storms, 2010 and 2019 storms. And, uh, wow, man, there's a, a lot of big storms that caused uh, a lot of damage, right? Uh, and a lot of strong storms, category four, two, three, three, one, tropical storm, Erica. Wow. And the lesser Antilles, Erica has been banned and it was just a tropical storm. What the heck are we doing? We should be able to use Erica again. It was just a tropical storm. It only caused $511 million worth of damage. 35 people died. I mean, what are we canceling that name for? It's just uh, incredible hurricane season. And when you live in a hurricane, and we do kind of in DFW, we get the uh, remainder of those storms. You know, they slam into the Texas coast and they do all the damage there. And then we get the, you know, the aftermath of it. But I don't know if you know this or not. This may come as a surprise, but I lived in Florida for a lot of years. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a surprise. I got gotcha. you. But uh, it's a big deal uh, in Florida. Uh, a really big deal. And as you can tell, it's a big deal just to launch a rocket from Florida during uh, during this time. you got to have clear skies, baby. Clear skies. I'm excited about the launch, too. I guess that's all I want to talk about, really. I should have had somebody on from NASA to talk about the launch today. Um, hashtag Launch America. Get ready for the launch. It's going to be exciting. I really hope it uh, takes off today. I was watching some of the, uh, you know, as the astronauts prepare and uh they've got nasa's got huge coverage uh covering it you know 24 7 and i love the uh 
the uh, shuttle astronaut Leland Melvin, who is quoted as saying, I've got rocket fuel running through my veins. I mean, he's part of the NASA SpaceX Launch America program going on. Um, it'd be fun to talk to Leland, too. I called. He's a little busy uh, for NASA. <laughs> I mean, what do you know about chewing the fat? All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar desperately. Oh, my gosh, does that sound good. Ice cold, refreshing Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. A reminder, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, I don't want to say that, it, you know, if you haven't done it and you think to yourself you don't know how to do it, duh. Uh, but, you know, I'm not calling you, I don't want to call you stupid. But let's just say that it's not as hard as it seems, okay? Work smarter, not harder. Subscribe to the podcast. Pick a platform, iTunes, Spotify, and subscribe. Click the little subscribe button and you're good to go. And if you are an iTunes user, uh, you get to rate and review it. 20 stars, best podcast ever, you're done. It is just that simple. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And as long as we're bogging you down with a few facts, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, just on the YouTube page. And uh, it should be on your subscription link to the podcast as well. Just go to the YouTube page and subscribe to the podcast and then click on the notification bell so you get notified when the new videos post. And then you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can uh, then be done with your day and go on about your life knowing that you are a good, decent human being. Congratulations in order to Crayola. I love Crayola crayons. In fact, I know a person who keeps a a box of Crayola crayons in one of their drawers and ever so often pulls it out and just smells the fresh smell of Crayola crayons. I know, it's an addiction. I've tried to help them kick the habit, but I can't. So they're still still doing it. Every so often I, I ask if that addiction is still strong and they tell me yes, yes it is. Anyway, Crayola uh, has created new skin tone shades for every child so that they can color themselves accurately. You know how you struggled your entire life to, well, color yourself accurately. And uh, you want to be able to use Crayola crayons in the proper color. So... Crayola has now come up with 24 skin tone shades. I actually, I think I want a box just so that I can say I have a box. They are called Colors of the World. They're multicultural crayons to ensure every child can feel included 
no matter the color of the skin. Thank you, Crayola. Crayola, the box of Crayola colors of the world crayons, contains 24 specifically formulated colors representing people of the world and eight classic crayons for coloring eyes and hair. It's such an exciting addition to any crayon collection, making coloring pages and drawings even more detailed and realistic. The subtle shades inside are formulated to better represent the growing diversity of the world. Crayola CEO Rich W-U-E-R-T-H-E-L-E With the world growing more diverse than ever before, Crayola hopes our new colors of the world crayons will increase representation and foster a greater sense of belonging and acceptance. We want the new colors of the world crayons to advance inclusion within creativity and impact how, how our kids express themselves. Ha! Boy, exactly right, Crayola. Exactly right. I mean, it's kind of cool, and I want a box. Disney, ABC Studios, vows to vigorously fight criminal mind sexual harassment suit. Okay! Uh, nice! They have said we are defending. Now, I guess uh, this guy that worked for Criminal Minds for years uh, had uh, was not a good guy, according to the according to the suit. Uh, and of course, the company works hard to maintain a work environment free from discrimination, harassment, or retaliation. <laughs> I mean, you know that as well as anyone, right? So we'll see how that. I mean. They'll probably just pay uh, pay the pay it off and be done with it, right? I mean, apparently, for a period of over 14 years, this Gregory St. John's, the director of photography for Disney and ABC, CBS joint production of Criminal Minds, engaged in sexual harassment, discrimination, retaliation against persons working on the set of the show, including, without limitation, production crew members. Uh, proclaims the filing from the state agency of Los Angeles Superior Court. He's just a mean guy working on the set. They let him, and they let him keep working. Ah, that's just that's just John. It's like Joe Biden. Ah, or I mean, that's just Greg St. John's. It's just Greg. That's just Greg. Don't worry about it. It's just Greg screaming and hollering and grabbing your ass. Don't worry about it. I mean, there's no proof of him grabbing your butt right now, according to what I read. But he's just a mean guy. And if that's true. And if everyone says on the set, yeah, it's just Greg. It's just, just Greg. Don't worry about it. Uh, good luck. God bless. They might as well just, you might as well just get prepared to settle. Get prepared to settle. You know, a little while ago we talked to you and we're in the break room. Uh, so, you know, we just keep on a little entertainment news. A little while we told you about Mike Tyson uh, trying to get back into the ring. Maybe for, uh, you know, charity I don't know if he's going to consider himself the charity because uh, now he's talking about uh, they're looking to uh, get him in the ring for another $20 million deal and include charitable donations. So Mike uh, gets an extra $20 million, you know, $10 million goes to charity. Mike gets in the ring for three or four rounds and goes home with an extra $20 million. 
I'm watching it. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm watching it. I'm ready to go. And speaking of things to watch, I didn't realize today, if you're listening live, the 27th of May, 2020, today, the four-part series, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, is premiering on Netflix. I will definitely, definitely watch this. I am ready to watch it. It's based on the book by James Patterson. Apparently, uh, you know, it talks about, uh, it has accounts from uh, mainly underage accusers, from his sexual abuse to the lasting mental toll it took. One of the biggest revelations in the documentary, this guy could not catch a break, concerns, and maybe that's because he's just a douchebag, uh, revelations of the documentary concerns Prince Andrew, a good friend of Epstein's, um, Virginia Roberts Guffrey accused Epstein of sex trafficking her to the Duke of York when she was 17, remember? Uh, John Brockman also claimed to have seen Andrew receive a foot massage (gasps) from two Russian women at Epstein's New York mansion. Well, you know, okay, so he had a foot massage. Are we really... Are we really calling him a bad guy in a dirt bag? Uh, Getting foot massages? Yes, we are, Jeff, if these were underage women. We most definitely are. That's the deal. Okay? He's a dirt bag. And you're going to be... That's the way it is. Got it? Yes. Ooh, yes. I got it. And so no one supports the United States Postal Service more than this program. That's clear. I mean, I've always wanted to be the Postmaster General. And then uh, I did some research. I found out I needed to be a board member. Uh, on, uh, uh, you know, to run the joint. So whenever they need help, the U.S. Postal Service, they know my services are at the ready. But people like this Thomas Cooper, a mail carrier from uh, West Virginia, gives the U.S. Postal Service a bad name, and I don't like it, okay? Age 47, is charged with attempt to defraud the residents of West Virginia of a fair election. Now, this guy we've got to make a point of, okay? He held the Postal Service contract to deliver mail in Pendleton County. And uh, he had the 2020 primary election COVID-19 mail-in absentee request forms from eight voters. Eight voters on which the voters' party ballot request appeared to have been altered. So he altered eight people's requests now you know you want to laugh and you think okay come on now eight people and they're talking about uh they began an investigation which found five ballot requests had been altered from democrat to republican three other requests the party wasn't changed but the request had been altered and when you know he's responsible for the delivery of the three towns from which uh, the tampered requests were mailed. And according to the affidavit, and you know, this is where you want to kind of think to yourself, well, maybe we should just let the guy off the hook, right? Maybe, maybe it's okay. It's just, you know, it's only eight ballots and, you know, who cares? He admitted to altering some of the requests, saying it was just a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> No problem. Go ahead. We're done then. Get out of here. 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about altering those request forms and just messing around. You're fine. You are fine. Is this a joke? Ah! Get out of here. Let's get to the uh, coronavirus numbers and uh, update those as we uh, as we go along here on chewing the fat. A side note: uh, Elon Musk uh, did show up at Cape Canaveral for the possible launch uh, going on today. Remember, they asked him to stay away, and I told you, no way he stays away, not a chance. Especially after Trump said he was going, and he did show up. They showed him with uh, the head of NASA. Jim uh, Burdenstein, as they uh, as he met with the astronauts, uh, they were suited up, and uh, before obviously they get into the uh, into the rocket ship into the Dragon, they were cordoned off, more than six feet away, and they were both wearing masks. Okay, good. Uh, we'll we'll see about we'll see about that. I know that we uh, I know the WHO, uh, which we all are supposed to live by. Uh, released new guidance advising healthy people don't need to wear masks, but I guess nobody cares about that. Coronavirus numbers. We have uh, 5,736,120 coronavirus cases uh, worldwide. We have 300,000... We have 354,353 deaths. I was looking ahead here to see where we're at here in the United States. We have 1,734,021. We are 101,175 deaths total here in the United States of America. And we'll see if China has passed the mythical 83,000 total case mark. And the answer is no, they have not. Uh, 82,993. They do, however, report new cases, and they have, of at the time of this recording, one new case. So, I mean, they have at least seven days before they, before they crack 83,000. If that's the mythical number, maybe they stop at five more days, and then they just don't report any more new cases. And we never... We never get past that 83,000 mark. Uh, the TSA checkpoint travel numbers. Uh, yesterday, we had 264,843 people through the turnstiles. So, while much better, not close to what it was even a year ago. Uh, a year ago, on this date, was 2,453,649. Wow. So... I mean, we're cranking back, right? Uh, we're in the mid 200,000s now, so people are starting to travel again, but they'll wear even close to uh, to where it was, and no telling when that will be. So speaking of Elon wearing a mask and Jim Bridenstine, the head of NASA, wearing a mask as they met the astronauts and they had kept their you know social distance from them. I know that we were in a big, uh, big stink over uh, Joe Biden wearing his mask and people making fun of him wearing his mask and how uh, uh, I know that Brit Hume, the uh, the ever-present uh, commentator on Fox News, 
had criticized him for making fun of Joe Biden, saying that he looked ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't apologize. He did not apologize. Good for him. Don't take it back, because we all look ridiculous with these masks on. I'm sorry. And now we have the who, who we're supposed to love. They're the ones we're supposed to listen to. Right, YouTube? Right, Google? Right, Twitter? Right, Facebook? These are the ones we're supposed to listen to. They're telling us, hey, healthy people don't need to wear masks. The use of masks in the community may create a false sense of security, prompting people to disregard physical distancing measures. Okay. Now, I know that the CDC recently recommended the public to wear homemade masks or face coverings as people who unknowingly have the virus could pass it to others. So, again, if you want to wear a mask, great. Wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, great. Don't wear a mask. If you're sick, you probably shouldn't be out anyway, but wear a mask. I mean, it's been a problem. I was just reading a big story on uh, what it was like uh, during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic and how they started using uh, ad campaigns to get people to wear masks. And they, because many, get this now, refused. Yeah. Because the government mandates, according to uh, United States citizens, were threats to their civil liberties. <laughs> wow, are those people dumb. They were just stupid in 1918. So, apparently men needed convincing more than women did. They needed to practice uh, better, proper personal hygiene. So, and then, of course, you know, then uh, they thought that uh, wearing the masks were too feminine. So they tried to, uh, they tried to make it wearing a mask uh, as, uh, you know, being patriotic. And they were, there's ad campaigns that uh, showing people uh, uh, how important it is to wear a mask. There was an anti-mask league formed in none other than the great city of San Francisco. Huh. Huh. But I loved all the ads. Anyway, it goes on and on and talks about their ad campaigns and, you know, how horrible the uh, pandemic was. And we've seen pictures of people at football games wearing masks. Uh, still in the stadium, though. Still sitting shoulder to shoulder. But they're talking about uh, this one ad had to prevent disease, careless spitting, coughing, sneezing, spread influenza and tuberculosis. And then there's one that shows a little kid getting a new handkerchief saying his mom says it's good for a hundred sneezes. And uh, it's talking about ad campaigns about halt the epidemic, stop spitting, everybody. guess back in 1918, it uh, was uh, a world of... Uh, Huge spitting going on. Okay, great. And I know we had, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, different plans that people have. And I was emailed a three point plan from one of our Chewing the Fat listeners to my, uh, our Chewing the Fat email address, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. He has a three point plan 
that he would like to share with the world. And I think I'm going to share it with you right now. This is for, uh, he emailed, uh, chewing the fat with this, with this, uh, three point plan to fight coronavirus. One, open carry with your largest handgun where masks are required. Two, only shop at online sale platforms such as OfferUp, eBay, Craigslist, or any other store deemed non-essential businesses willing to open. Three, visit any store limiting customer entry. Wait in line to enter, then shop for hours and buy nothing. Stores such as Walmart, Lowe's and especially Home Depot are making a fortune from this pandemic. Additionally, it makes no sense that a business willing to make customers shopping experience miserable with long lines and kindergarten rules like forced social distancing and wearing masks in order to patronize their establishments. In my humble opinion, these businesses are promoting continued non-essential business closure for an unfair advantage over small business. Lastly, Americans as individuals have always had to fight for their freedom. Unfortunately, children are not taught this in school. Hell, they're not even taught American history or even why we have freedom. There's Rob's three-point plan to uh, fight the uh, pandemic. Uh, Whether you agree or disagree, that's up to you. But uh, people have been uh, emailing me different plans. I also got uh, an all-new coronavirus uh, <laughs> coronavirus 10 commandments. So we may have to go over the new coronavirus 10 commandments as well. When we, uh, <laughs> when we get into the podcast version of chewing the fat, download and subscribe to more content at the blaze.com slash podcasts. Okay. Oh, I've mentioned the launch. Uh, the shuttle launch <laughs> with uh, the dragon rocket from Elon. I can't stop. I can't stop watching. I'm watching the video. I'm watch. I'm thinking about it. I'm watching. Uh, I've you know following the NASA tweets and the NASA coverage. Uh, it's just awesome. And like I said earlier in uh, this particular show, I think I don't think I've ever revealed it before that uh, I used to live in Florida. And, uh, I know, I know, stop, stop. I know that it's please. I understand. But, uh, it's so cool when the shuttles go off and the rockets go off from Cape Canaveral and Kennedy space center. I mean, you're right there. And if you've ever been to Kennedy space center and it's one of the coolest places to go and you see the rocket little shuttles take off, it's just such a cool thing. So it is really nice to see this back. And I just, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about it. It's, I, have, I have an alarm set on my phone so that I, you know, to make sure that I don't miss the launch. I'm not going to miss it because I'm not going to stop watching it now. I'm going to watch all the coverage. I just, it's incredible to me. I, I'm just excited and I hope that it goes off. I hope that it, I, mean, I hope and pray that it goes off without a hitch. I mean, holy cow. We've had enough hitches in our space program. This would be a hitch that, uh, you could quote me on this. This would be a hitch that would put a big damper on the space program. It wouldn't stop these guys. Uh, it wouldn't stop NASA and it wouldn't stop, 
you know, SpaceX, and it wouldn't stop uh, Virgin Atlantic, it wouldn't stop uh, uh, Blue Origin, it wouldn't stop them, but it just makes people so darn sad, and you're, you're, you're just against, no, oh, do we need to send up another rocket, it's got to be safe, we've got to be sure, and these astronauts are 100% in, they know. The odds are, you know, I think, I think I was one in under 300 that it was going to, that there was, you know, for their safety and they are more than ready. So let's go. Let's rock and roll. I am, I am ready. I, I, I'm so ready. I wish they had special fat guy seating. Cause I, we talked about when they were looking for people to fly, man, if they had flat, fat guy seating, I'm in. Let me take care of it, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, something that's going to be happening uh, all around the country soon uh, because they are struggling and want to find a way to at least make some money and get people back involved again with coming together. The Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, have announced that they're going to launch an outdoor drive-in theater inside the Hard Rock Stadium. And they're going to show uh, marquee games and team history, classic movies, commencement ceremonies, concerts, and more. They're open. They're hosting an open-air theater that can host small groups uh, for an intimate viewing experience in the Complex Plaza. Okay. Uh, their drive-in venture in the stadium itself, the f- field, can hold up to 230 cars. So you can sign up online to get your tickets. It doesn't say how much those tickets are, though. Uh, but you can sign up online for their email. You can, uh, you're going to be able to order food and drinks. It will be delivered to your car. Um, you can, uh, you know, there's going to be a way for you to use the restroom. Keep your distance. Keep your distance from other human beings. And uh, this could be happening all over the country. Right in stadiums. Why not open them up? Let's go. Let's get some people together and you know watch. I don't know that you want to watch uh, you know great moments in your college football team history every weekend, but uh, let's go. Let's get it going. And they also said they unveiled plans to how the stadium will can hold up to fifteen thousand people for games uh, if need be. If the NFL says uh, they can play. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting to see if they're going to allow, and I say they're going to allow, it really angers me to speak like that, uh, to be able to uh, have fans get together. Right? If I feel comfortable going into a stadium with other human beings to watch a game, should be able to do it, Right? It's still America, right? It's still America. Somebody say, yes, it is. Okay, that's better. 